I, I don't know. I'd like to tell my story. Mm. Um, after I tell my story, I can relax and start thinking of other stories. At the moment, I don't see my story on screen. Yeah. I get um, a bit like offended at the fact that they paint us all in one color. Like for example, mm. my mom goes and sees a, um, how do I put this? In a, <laughs> Usually we have James here. Welcome everyone. Uh, welcome to come on board with Chookers today. Um, James on here at the moment because James is away. He's bumping out at a show tonight, uh, or today rather, um, but he'll be back uh, next week. Um, but today we have a special guest on today. Her name is Priscilla. Hello, Priscilla. Hi. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, give those sound effects. <laughs> Oh man, like I'm sorry James couldn't be here, but it just gives me more time to <laughs> more, speak. Yeah, because yeah. James takes up a lot of nah. audio yeah. <laughs> room. No room for James to Yeah. Like, we've I've asked you to come on a few times and we've like I've messed up. I have messed up a few, <laughs> few of the times. Um, it's been a long time coming. Long time coming. So thank you for coming on and supporting us uh, on Chookers. So, how you been? Good. <laughs> that sounded like a lie. No, no, I think I'm stressed. I'm I'm good and stressed. So the stress came through the good. Well, um, uh, good. Yeah. How are you? I'm great. I'm just uh, I myself. I'm about to um, open a show this week, as we've been talking about the whole last two days. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just do working on that and um, something else. I'm doing. Oh yeah, I'm doing chukas. Oh yeah. Do you know what we should have done What's when that? we met up this morning? What's that? Is not speak to each other and actually greet each other now because I'm like, oh, I've already spoken to you, but <laughs> I don't really care anymore. No, I do care. Uh, you know the the like impulses. I have to right. Yeah, right. reignite them. Yeah, but also I wanted to also like make sure that you're warmed up. Ah, <laughs> thank you. Because if you if you just rock up, you won't be warmed up. You true, know, like, true, be, true, true. Uh, I might say something impulsive. And yeah. Destructive. Um, imp well, impulsive is great, but you know, that's what we're doing as actors. Yeah, that's true. It's yeah. a good segue. Yeah. yeah. So um, you're an actor. I yes, I am an actor. Um, I, I, I'm an actor, and recently I've decided that I want a bit more power than just acting. Mm -hmm. Um, so whatever that power sounds. Um, a bit hectic, mm -hmm. but ju just to like a creative, you know, just to kind of infiltrate in different yeah. ways. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know what you mean by that because um, when I was <coughs> when I was um, starting my Instagram profile, mm. right, um, that was like one of the points I said to myself: what are, what do I want? from being an actor mm -hmm. and I came to Sydney in 
15, in 2015, and I said to myself, what do I want to do with this? And then I went to theater school and I was learning how to be an actor or whatever. And I started learning about <coughs> the actual uh, system, mm. so to speak. Yeah. And I'm like, what do I want? And then I realized that I do want to help others through my stories. Yeah. And I realized that, that the stories that I was watching and seeing on stage and screen on, in Australia wasn't depicting who I am. Yeah. So I thought to myself, I don't, ju I just don't want to be an actor. Mm -hmm. I think that's not enough. Yeah. Um, even though acting itself is very, very difficult, it's, it's a huge journey, but we're not like that. Like I was explaining on last podcast uh, regarding, for example, if you're studying medicine, you, you, you just don't become a doctor, you specialize, but you also do the general stuff. Like you know how to work with things. Mm -hmm. I think the same thing is as actors. I want to be a creative and I want to tell mm. a different story. So yeah. that's one of the reasons I, I keep keep mentioning this. This is why I started Chookers, so mm. I could uh, connect people. Yes. And there's a lot of there's a lot of people who look like us mm -hmm. um, and uh, who are out there and who's who wants to get in this field and there might be sort of certain challenges such as parents have certain challenges, yeah. the community has certain challenges yeah. uh, and of course the Australian society is the challenges as well. Mm -hmm. So... I would love if there's a kitty, is a, is a boy or a girl or a person out there who wants to get in the field, can look up and say, hey, I can do what Priscilla did, for example. Because your background is what? Lebanese. Lebanese, right? Yeah. I moved so, to Australia at 13, actually. Oh. Um, so pretty Lebanese, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was born here, luckily, on my passport. It says Darlinghurst. Oh. So that <laughs> gets me through borders very nicely. Um but I grew up in Lebanon and came here at 13. And I agree with you. Mm. When, when Sometimes you go into something because you, you – like acting is the first impulse people have when they want to be creative. And lots of people realize once they take a few classes or go to acting school that they actually want to direct or make things. Mm. But the first step in is always acting um, because naturally that's the first thing you see. Um, I think for a lot of us, because, you know, it, it kind of starts like from the front back, you know, at the moment things are shifting on screen and you see diversity. I hate that word. Mm, you see different people on, on screens. Um, and how far does that go through back of house is the real question today is like, great. You, you've got representation. You've got someone Lebanese who's uh, I'm not going to mention any other yes uh, whatever and and so what what about the crew do they reflect that what about the writers mm. what about the directors mm. what about the producers mm. whose motives are in so I guess um you know we're doing it for altruistic purposes like a lot of people can actually happily be look I want to be an actor I want to have a good theater career and I want to um just like go home to my partner and um work on my craft and that's it like steady but mm. that, that you know maybe in another universe i would have loved that mm. but then the itch in me is like ah, i can't do it just for that right. like i'm i can't do it just for that it's not enough my reasons are grander i i have bigger motives or um yeah um like maybe a bit more political motives, uh, more social motives mm. that drive me to go. I actually want to just actually be a bit more infiltrated than 
just um, act and go home. Um, yeah, shape the stories. Who's saying them? Mm. What are these stories? Um, and support other people. Like when I, when I see someone casting something that's like Lebanese, I, I, you know, I hit them up and I say, whoever you find, can you let me know who they are? Because I always want to like yeah. recommend people that. Uh, and it's the pool is still small. It's crazy. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I remember. I remember when you when I think it was like a few weeks ago when we were at work. Oh, we worked together as well. Like same upper house. Upper house. <coughs> um, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Well, who cares? Oh. I don't care. It's a, it's a, it's a cultural hub. Yes. Um, so so um, yeah, and you will, and I, and I showed you a few actors, and you thought, oh, she's very good. Yeah, and I remember that, right? And I like that because, like, you said to yourself, well, it's not just about you; it's also about the community, your community, and you want to make sure that other people uh, who fit in that role in your community get the opportunity as well. And you did that. That's, that's and that's exactly what I like. I to mean, do. why do we do it? Like, no one wants to do it for no reason. We do it because it's we're kind of bored. Mm. We're bored of what we're seeing. There's a big gap in the in the industry for um, uh, like reality and fun and um, and you know everyone wants something mm. to change. And that's a, a huge demand. Mm. Um, the Australian industry in itself is small when it mm. comes to mm. screen. But but isn't that a good thing though? Like if it's small, if it's small, no, we can we can change it quicker as opposed to if it's big. If the, if a machine is big, it wouldn't be difficult for uh, to change it. Mm. I no, I don't think so. I think I think if it's replicating the same system on a smaller scale. Then yeah, of course, yeah, you can kind of filter in faster. I keep saying filter in, mm. infiltrate. It's very <laughs> radical. It's <laughs> very been, radical. Yeah, because we've been talking about. Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, the movements happen. Movements happen in the bigger scale, and then they um, ricochet here. I think. Um, it's the same. It's the same fight. Mm. It's the same fight. It's the same system. Mm. It's the same. But I guess like everyone has, like, I don't know. It's the cha the world's changing. It's really weird. I don't know if it's gonna go the right way or the wrong way, but it is definitely changing. There's a, like this generation, I millennial generation, mm. I think, grew up under a different world. Mm we have social media and things are kind of we all feel the same way we're all kids of the same people whether they were born in lebanon or australia mm. it's just this you know it's kind of this similar like oh wait you've been feeding us lies because obviously now we can expose things mm. quite quickly you know things, yeah. are, things are more transparent because of the social media yeah yeah. 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 But I'll tell you one thing. I, I always used to sort of have go at a, at a millennials for uh, like the, lot, I feel like millennials don't usually speak out. They I feel like they do exactly the same thing, follow the crowd sometimes. But then I also liked I might be wrong, but that's what I saw. Mm. But um I mean they don't have I feel like a lot of them don't have their own um own 
own say. They just read and just regurgitate shit. Um, but mm. what I was going to say that I do like the fact that they accept people. When I'm on the bus, for example, or I'm a, on a transport, I watch some some of these millennials talk about stuff and everything. They're very accepting. You're a mi- millennial. No, am I not? No, I'm not. What's a millennial? 90s? Is it 90s and upwards? Yeah. Yeah, I was born before 90s. When were you born? Actually, it's not 90s and onwards. That's Gen Z. You're a millennial. Oh, am I? Yeah. Oh. You're talking about Gen Z, do you mean? Yeah. Oh, like Gen oh Z is another generation which Actually, we wouldn't right. understand. Actually, you're right. Actually, 81. 1981. Oh, 1981. damn. Yeah, man, you're a millennial. I'm so, sorry, I'm talking about uh, Gen Z then. But... Um, yeah, so they're very accepting. Like they talk about, like for example, uh, gays and lesbians. They, they accept everyone as one. And when I was growing up, that wasn't it, mm. right? Yeah. Eighty-one to ninety-six. Eighty-one to ninety-six. Yeah. I look. Everyone serves a purpose. It's like we can't. I don't know. I don't. I, I think everyone serves a purpose. I think we should listen forward and backwards. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Those born between 1965 and 1980, um, they're a bit boring. <laughs> they're like the Gen X. Gen X are like lost in the middle. The boomers had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, the silent are completely traumatized from the war, the world war. And then those are between, ni- to, like, they had a great time. That was like, let's fix things. Gen, Gen X are like, you know, they're a bit sad okay. they just get lost in the middle it's kind of like yeah I, you know i don't know shame my mom's a huh, it's interesting is she yeah but i think millennials it just it happened you know everything shot up exponentially and now gen z are like copying it mm. they're copying mm. they're copying everything they 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 they're so, so serious they have to be you've got greta Who's like a baby a talking about how the world's gonna end? Yeah, and yeah. you're like, if I had to do that as a kid, I'm definitely gonna be serious as well. And I'm gonna regurgitate everything because something will land, because clearly nothing's landing mm. at anyone who's old. I think, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but we are definitely, I think, leading the conversation, millennials today. Yeah, yeah. So what we do is quite impactful. Mm. We are, we're just, you know, projecting. So our own insecurities from our parents until they do the same. So, and I mean, the best way of doing it is through our, the way we tell stories, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's the funny thing is that um, when we write stories about 16-year-olds or 15-year-olds, if I was to write a story about a 15-year-old today, it would be the person I was at 15 rather than whoever 15-year-old. I have no idea. Like, they were born with an yeah. iPad in their hand. So no, no idea. So every time we tell stories, we tell them about ourselves from then, which I think is important. Like, you know, a lot of uh, – I've got – I know someone who's working on a kids' show at the moment and it is. The writers are our age. Mm. They're millennials and they're writing their stories and they, you know, put, put them out as though they're today, but really it's – it's. Um, so I think in terms of – um, being a person of color, um, writing stories, my like it's it's the this first generation immigrants. Um, there are so many different stories that have been untapped. There are also stories that weren't allowed to be told for those born 
in different generations. Like, mm. in order to cast someone as my mum mm. today, they have one and a half options. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, yeah. and that person's circulating the scene, let's say. Yeah. And that's because, you know, they're the different, different, um, uh, they kind of soldiered on maybe. Amongst them, go, being told that they'll never make it because they're too ethnic. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's the uh, What's the Lebanese story that you would like to tell Priscilla? What's What's like if you're looking If you're looking at oh, Lebanon, you. if you're looking at either either Australian Lebanese or yeah. Lebanese itself, traditional Lebanese, what's a story? The problem that is already in the, is the 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 fact that traditional there is no traditional Lebanese. The Australian Lebanese is the traditional Lebanese, and the Lebanese Lebanese is non traditional Lebanese because it's a society that evolves mm. and moves forward, and there is nothing that is tradition that is held in space and time and um, time capsuled as it is here. Mm. You've got the immigrants. Who came and kind of time capsuled their experience and raised their kids on that premise and i coming from lebanon had a struggle seeing that um being a uh, reflected in society in the community mm. and on screen um so so let me let me let me sort of see if i can help you out with a little bit um so the story i'd like to tell yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I was gonna say that. No, <laughs> you no, no, can't no, be no. helping her no, no, out no, on no, her. No, no. Say, <laughs> this is say. exactly what we're talking no, no, about. No, no, no. What, what I was gonna say. Issue. <laughs> I know, but what I was gonna say is that, is that uh, what, He's gonna what write is, my story. What is, no, what is what is something like maybe like like uh, like mum and dad taught told you as growing up as a, as a story that when you were a kid in Lebanon. What do you mean? Like what stories did you hear when you were in Lebanon? Type of stories. Oh, oh, that's two different questions. First, what story would you like to write and be represented oh, okay. let's, let's, on screen? Let's scratch that. Let's scratch that. And then let's, the let's, other one is just hijack yeah. the question, man. No, I really want to ask that question. <laughs> All right, we'll keep it because we'll okay, definitely get to. Um, I would. It's a very good question for me. I, I I love that question because the kind of stories I see on Australian screen that are Lebanese are not my stories, and they mm. put us in a certain. Um, uh, like a, yeah, it's a certain box where you can't really cross past that parameter because you have to deal with the troubles of that certain character. You go, they aren't even my troubles and I have to go fit myself into them. The story I'd like to tell is a story of someone, uh, man, who's, who's different. Um, like the general story we see on Australian screens when it comes to Lebanese people is surrounded by a wedding or some marriage. Mm. I don't know why. I don't know who the fuck. Big drums. Big drums. Yeah, and like that's cool. Of course, that's the trope. It's really interesting. It's really fun. Like go to a Lebanese wedding if you can. It's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. But for example, <laughs> I, that that's not my story and I don't surround myself with that story. I don't have a big Lebanese family. I have a normal family. Who, normal. I have a family who <laughs> sees their cousins once in a while. It's not. I don't have a huge bunch of cousins. I, We don't um, – and th- like – I don't know. I'd like to tell my story. Mm. Um, after I tell my story, I can relax and start thinking of other stories. At the moment, I don't see my story on screen. Yeah. I get um, a bit like offended at the fact that they paint us all in one color. Like, for example, mm. my mom goes and sees a um, – how do I put this? In a, if there's a Lebanese play on or, you know, my and then my parents go to see it, 
they're critical of you know my mom was critical of the actor who represents her you know the middle-aged Lebanese mom she's like you know she's, she's talking to me about how that's not really right you know and I'm like yeah but you know when it comes to music for example my dad likes Kazim Saher you like Asil Helene and because there's a hundred musicians to pick from. So you don't go negging Asil uh, Kazim Saher because he's not what you like. You go listen to Asil Helene because that's what who you do like. And if there's one person telling a story, you, we're all just going to self, you know, like hate our own kind going, that doesn't represent me. Well, then let's mm. put more stories to see which one you like. Mm. Uh, my thing is maybe a different aesthetic, 100% different aesthetic. If, they, if, if I see mm. one more casting with like a floral shirt because you're <laughs> Arab, uh, no, nah, I'm done. Like aesthetic <laughs> for me is a big deal. And like I'd love to see aesthetic um, being represented or like the wit or the humor or the mm. political like savviness, mm. the like the sexiness, mm. the, mm. the like what is the like you can like – I, th I think Middle Eastern people are so captivating because of, of lots of things, lots of factors. And we don't see the captivating bit. We see the bit that's either vilified or mm. uh, victimized. And it's like, mm. all right, man, we're all victims and villains. Mm. Literally, we're all victims and villains. Um, True. No one's even a victim. That's mm. just like no one's being a victim unless they're going through some depression mm -hmm. and then they, you know, surpass it. And, um, so, yeah, I'd like to tell a story where the aesthetic is nice, the lighting's good, the camera works great, um, the the writing is great, and I, I, I'm surrounding myself day by day with a bunch of people, creatives, who will make that happen, Lebanese and non-Lebanese. Um, and if I'm leading the pack, then it's my story that I'm going to tell or eventually someone else's or um, just, yeah, the charisma is great. And also, let, lest we forget, there's a huge di Lebanese diaspora globally so if you make a lebanese show that's great you're gonna get millions of dollars mm. so it's a business strategy as well you have to think the world's so global now mm. um we're all displaced every minority group is displaced and uh, displaced and we're not really minority if we're global hey so um in the lebanese community in australia uh, and when you when you go to stage shows and stuff uh, so for example you go to opera house or stc shows do you see lebanese people there um, I think there are a few. Um, I, I do see a few. I'm trying to see myself on there. Um, I'm, and it happens like slowly. Mm -hmm. Um, more recently, I don't really, I don't, I know the Lebanese people in the industry. Like I know them all. The younger ones, I don't know. I would <laughs> love to know them. Um, I'll probably end up casting them in something I do because, you know, or, you know, if I want a younger version of myself, I need to find a girl with curly hair, yeah. you know, so it's a casual call out here <laughs> between 10 and 15. Mm. Um, uh but, the, yeah, no, I'm, I mean, you're seeing it now. And that's, of course, after being called out. Like, you know, mm. the, the it's if you don't put different people on the stage today, mm. it's a bit problematic. Back then it was justified. Like, you wouldn't be in that room. Mm -hmm. 
someone like you who looks like you wouldn't go to a private school in the eastern suburbs. There was only one Lebanese girl in the band. It's like, all right, man. All right. What about um, uh, creating fiction? You mm. go to Hamilton mm. and you see people of colour playing the found, founding fathers mm. and something shifts inside of you and you know that whoever – who, a, a, a kid of a certain age is watching that going, I'm going to be a president one day. Look, he's done it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the it's the make-believe that shifts the culture. Yeah, yeah. It starts up, it goes down. It doesn't start from in. And, of course, you know, there's there are a few people mm. really hustling to make that shift. Like when you ask if there there are Lebanese people on stage, I know like Faisal Bazi is, is um you know, theatre – He's he's done so many theater shows and he's very talented, but I'm sure he's endured a lot mm-hmm. and he's bit his tongue a lot. Like he's yeah, yeah, got he, you have to, mm. um, you have to play. But everyone plays a game, you know. Like you know, Brad Pitt. I can imagine was like, oh, you're just a pretty boy, you know. And like yeah. if you play into those things, you either let them restrict you or you let them empower you. And you go, you think whatever you want of me. And that's actually a great thing. If you think I'm just going to be a pretty boy, watch me like mm. act. And then you're going to be like, oh, he can act. Mm. And that's all you have to do. So if I'm ready and if I'm Lebanese, but I can act, then I'm ready. Mm-hmm. You know, if people are going to say you're Lebanese, you're Lebanese, you're Lebanese, and there's nothing more to me, but I'm ready with my acting to play anything else yeah. and everything else, then I've just beat there uh, like that um, suppressing mm. point of view. I think suppressing. that... I think that the reason I ask that question is, is because um, when I do go watch shows myself, mm-hmm. uh, I, I see, uh, I think to myself, whether my parents would watch this and whether they would understand this. And, and it's a different I, question I, altogether. No, I know, but the reason I'm asking it because you, you, talk, you spoke about how uh, the, the Lebanese uh, way, when they, they tell stories, what they uh, laugh about, whatever. And, sure. And, uh, right. See, the, Look, the little, there is the, no the, there the, is no denying that there are no people of color watching theater. No, but like but, it's definitely for a white audience, the theater in itself it is but what is that's you know you like I've got I I know someone who uh, my cousin I think was in a play when I first came here I was like within 5 years when I came here and I had no idea about anything. I was like Alex and Eve on stage in in the Greek theater in mm. in Marigville. Mm. And every Leb, Greek, Maltese, mm. ethnic group went and saw that play. My uncles, my cousins, everyone's like, yeah. that's hilarious to us. It's like my big fat Greek wedding yeah. on stage. Like, <laughs> of course, there's that. Um, so they're being put, I mean, to, to, you know, there's a, there's, you either put your interests in making your own thing and suffer for the longest time and then it explodes and it's amazing or you work really hard trying to hustle your way into the status quo that's already existing and try and prove a point that I can get in there and, you know, or you keep you, you keep your identity, you solidify it in the ground, you go, I'm not shifting, you cast me in different roles and I'm going to bring my flavour in. Um, and that that's there's just different ways to do things. Um, I'd love to create something, but I'd also love to be in something that yeah. is of a high caliber mm. and go, this is who I am mm. in this world. Mm. I'm not going to shift it. And I, I get asked to shift a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I get asked to, to like lean in a little bit more. Mm. I get asked to like, you know, push the Lebanese thing further mm-hmm. to like amplify it. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
sometimes I get asked to straighten my hair. To Sorry, what oppose is that? the? You said you get asked to push the Lebanese thing. What is the thing? Me, my the, this the stoic the the staccato sound, the hand gestures, the the the, the, the mm. of course, like you know, and I think a, a lot of my, I mean, I, to come here at thirteen, I, English was. English is my third language. I learned Arabic and then I went to a French school. So everything I studied was in French. And then we took English once a week in, um, in, in school. And I watched a lot of movies and that's where that came from. And also my brother was raised here for five years. So there was a lot of, little bit of English in the family floating around. So I was better than other kids who didn't have that, but still. So coming to Australia... I learned Australian English and I wanted to blend in at 13. That's all you really want to do. I cared more about my social circle than I did about studying or whatever. And um, so I learned how Lebanese people speak and I was like, whoa. And then a year later, the Cronulla riots happened and I was like, oh my God, I can't tell people I'm Lebanese. It's ridiculous. Like, and I didn't want to be associated with the Lebanese Australians here because they have a vibe, a reputation, a, like it's sad it's really sad and it's also the the, the language like you hear a lebanese lebanese speak they speak like this like this is the the language yeah. uh, the the accent that we have in lebanon if you're going to speak in lebanese but the one that's like born and raised here and like has to play the trope of being a you know that kind of mm. character yeah. Yeah. it's actually playing a part for someone in Australia to fit a quota. And so for me, something happened in between where I sit between this one and yeah. this one. And so I have my own identity today that is uh, that that is um, quite performative for people mm. and trying to keep true to me. But if I was raised in France, I'd be a different person. I don't think I'd a hand gesture at all. Mm. You know, I'd be a little I'm way more... Um, uh, confident in my power, like in my person, and I wouldn't have to gesticulate and I and say cuz and stuff for you to laugh and you to laugh and you to understand where I'm from and why I am a certain mm. way. It is all performative, after all, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. You see, in Australian overseas, they're performative. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that to play that so today, I don't know. I I sound like the people I hang hang around. I sound like the people I first met. I sound like the people I admire and I, it's full chameleon. Like at 13, anything could happen and it happened. And today I'm like, oh, I like, I like that word. I use it now. Mm. Cooked. I like the word cooked. cooked. I'm like that's cooked. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> Recently I've used it. What the fuck do I know about cooked? I swear a lot. Who knows? I think my dad swears a lot. That's the problem. And so I've learned to be like, take up space by swearing. Mm. Um, and so all of these things play into factor, but who who knows elsewhere what would I what I would have turned mm. if I was speaking French? I wouldn't be saying cuz. <laughs> and also in France, the Moroccans are the cuz. The Lebanese aren't. You know what I mean? Oh, really? Like yeah. So everything it's like ah, oh, yeah. I'm supposed to be a bit of a thug here, yeah. right? I'll play into that. It's full an act, man. I have two sides. I've got a lot of my friends, my close friends who are Lebanese, they're actually, actually born in Lebanon and mm. and uh, they came in when they were like like you, 13 and stuff. And, they, and they're quite different to the, the Lebanese that are stereotypically seen on screen and yeah. also uh, you, 
especially in, I feel like, like Sydney and Lebanese are so different. To oh, the, the Sydney, Sydney uh, is very different. Yeah, as opposed to Melbourne, Lebanese, yeah. uh, they're so different in the manner. Look, Sydney the, is just like yeah. high strong, yeah, high strong, you know, like yeah. completely corporate yeah. f- fueled like um, walls of Wall Street, you know. So anything yeah. that lives here is going to turn into yeah. a bit of a yeah. cooked version. Of where, anywhere else. My friend who's from Melbourne was um, driving us somewhere here in Sydney and he was like, oh, I forgot no one lets you lets you in in traffic yeah. in Sydney. I was like, yeah, of course, you got to shove. He was like, no, nah, man, in Melbourne, they're waiting for you to go. They'll sit and wait so you can, I'm like, whoa. You know, yeah. so of course, everything's a bit more yeah, intense. Th- three days ago, I, I walked out of a coffee shop and I was holding coffee and I was standing there and this guy ran into me. He ran into me, right? <laughs> he ran into me and coffee went over him. Luckily, I drink espresso, so it's only a little bit of coffee. Uh-huh. And then he then he goes, and started yelling at me, like, what are you doing? Like, mate, you right. And he was so riled up. And he thought that I may not speak back to him. So I talked but I spoke back to him. Are you all right, man? He goes, Yeah, yeah I'm good. No, no, seriously, because he's about to cross the road. And it was like a red light. He was going to cross the road and do himself, uh-huh. you know? Like, oh yeah, you guys are all psychos that was me in traffic today i was like someone just hit the brakes so he can go left and i just put my hand on the um horn was there for ages and i was like oh my god i need to calm down today (laughs) like i knew i was in a bad mood in the morning um you know people speed up people speed up like if you're crossing the road and you did, and yeah, yeah, you yeah. Accidentally we're all acting out. We're yeah, all yeah. acting and out. The, the, the people speed up in yeah. the cars. That is uh, a Sydney thing. And right? the, they're like, yeah, that's a great, yeah. that's a great yeah, yeah, way yeah. to punish me by killing me. Thanks so yeah, much. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a very like, it's so aggressive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's, it's completely. I remember I was, um, I, I had just like started seeing someone and I was so like smitten. And I, I forgot how I was, I was chilled. I was driving like an angel. Anyone can go through. People were beeping at me because I was passing people through and I didn't. And so it's just how you're feeling and you're like, someone's angry and they just go, you know, my wife's just not listening to me. You fucking, you know, don't cross the road. And you're like, it's your wife, man. It's not me. (laughs) Your wife. Growing up, uh, I just want to ask: Who is some? Or even now, who is someone you've been, you've looked up to, and and uh, and you thought that's mm. who started the fire? Was there anyone who started the fire for you? Um, fuck, that's um. And, oh, sorry. And and second part of the question is: uh, Who is now someone you say, "Hey, I would like to their career that type of career or something"? Yeah. Um, I can't really see myself as anyone and I didn't really see myself. I grew up watching a mix of things because in the Middle East you have, you know, um, Bollywood. No, we actually have a lot of Egyptian films, Syrian, Lebanese. Um, the Egyptians were at their best and the Syrians were great. I think the Syrians are because they study, they're affiliated with like Russia as we know. And so they actually, you know, like kind of study Chekhov and stuff. Like they're great. The Syrians are great actors. The Lebanese are awful. Lebanese like standard <laughs> television. I, it's so like, it's it, like it? if anything was my inspiration mm. is to anti that. Oh, really? Yeah. There's and a Lebanese uh, Netflix show at the moment. What? Uh, oh, let's go I think it's called Babe or something. I don't know what it's called, but it's on Netflix. Okay. I started, we'll I started, I started watching me. it and 
and uh, I fell asleep a little bit. Oh, there you go. No, no, I'm not that it was bad. I was tired. <laughs> it's called Babe. No. Oh, no. Look. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, see, that's my friend in Tango. Um, she was she was raised in Australia and moved to Lebanon and kicked off a great career. Um, yeah, I grew up watching that and then like things I watched I never thought I'd be an actor I always wanted to act I never saw myself on screen it was like Salma Hayek is half Lebanese it's the only person you could go oh well you know maybe um so when you don't really see it you don't know how to become it and nothing was um like we had Lebanese pop stars like you 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 if you could sing it's great you'd want to be a singer but um there aren't Lebanese films um, to like look up to. Nadine Lebeke, who's, I remember actually in acting school when uh, I got asked that question, I put Nadine Lebeke, who's a director and an actor. But Nadine Lebeke, um, she made uh, most recently Capernaum, Capernaum, and it's um, like, it's, amazing it's a wonderful film so she's she's who i aspired to like that kind of um career is fantastic like what a powerhouse and um she's she's quite incredible she's incredible Mm -hmm. and um her films are great and nuanced and wonderful and i'd love to have a career like hers actually you know um i'd love that I'd love that. I'd love. I'd, I love how she harnessed her view of the world mm-hmm. as a Lebanese woman. Um, does she still live in Lebanon? Can you yeah, go back? Just yeah, she does. She this does. film, Capernaum, yeah, is a must-watch. How do you say it? It's honestly, I've never even heard the of the name before. Capernaum. 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 Apparently, actually. Okay. Um, do you know what that means? No. Okay. No, I don't. But the, the it's 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 great. Like the trailer's intense. Um, oh, that's another day in Lebanon. Um, this is quite sad actually. But um, yeah, because like the borders are locked, you can't go back and see what's happening in your hometown. But well, for fine. the people who are, uh, we don't have the uh, the, uh, yes. the the videos up, but we're just watching some stuff on. Um we're watching. Nadine Lebeck is Insta- a Facebook page yeah. where she reposts mm. about the huge explosion. Mm. Anyway, that's a h- different yeah, topic. Yeah, yeah. But her career is great. Even um, Caramel is a great film. And I'm sure, like, it's funny because I get to be in Australia and I have an opportunity to, like, have a microphone to my mouth today mm. and, like, talk and be on stage and tell these stories. And I actually have an impact in different rooms and say, that's not what happened. That's what happens or create something. And I think of my peers in Lebanon, the ones I went to primary school with that are just as talented with such little resources and the, the systems not working in their favor and what stories they would tell and how fucking talented they would be and are. So a, a part of me feels like I have the, I have the, um, survivors guild. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of stunts my voice. I'm like, well, why should I say my story? Mm. But that's normal. And I think I just need to get over that yeah. to just say it, you know, like a story about a Lebanese girl who came to Australia at 13 and suffered to the change. It's mm. like, all right, man, there are other things happening. But that's just, 
we should. I mean, if I'm, I watched a film yesterday, that Have Danish film. God, I don't remember that. Really good actor. And he's the only reason it was good. I was like, another story about an alcoholic mm. man. Like, all right, man. But well, you watch it. So, like, there's room for everybody. Don't feel small. <laughs> Do you want to watch this trailer? Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's great. That was a long intro pause, eh? I yeah, like I it. Know. I like it. <laughs> Suspense. Yeah. This would be on YouTube, though. No. You can talk throughout it if you yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Your Honor, Zayn has no birth certificate. It's like... That's cool. Some pickles. <laughs> Oh man, it's heart wrenching. This is not a great trailer. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's like a promo trailer because it's got yeah. like astonishing must watch must watch it. But the there's one small like little teaser where Zane, the little kid, yeah. who and she she gets not the none of them no not one person is an actor in this film. She got everyone um, through like her own means. Mm -hmm. And this kid who's who's now in some Scandinavian country um, who's given citizenship because he's a Syrian refugee, in mm. fact, living in Lebanon. Um, great actor. He was like, so the, 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 he, this kid decides to sue his parents and the, the judge is like, on what premise? And he was like, for giving birth to me. And it's like, oh fuck me! Um, it's it's so powerful. Um, I think what her work does is that it exposes all the things that Lebanese people are desperate to hide, under <laughs> like you know, like for the sake of what people will think of us because we already have a bad rep, you know. To go, oh no, we're safe, safe. So this is international media. We won't get into that, but you know, as we know, it's biased course mm. um we're gonna we've got so much more to talk about <laughs> but um what i was gonna say before we close up and everything um so if there's any tips you can give out or mm. to the other kiddies out there or the people who are listening to this podcast at the moment um what can they do to come up what's any tips you can give um, two three kids yeah I think if you have the passion for it, if you have a passion for change and if you decide to do it through the means of acting, let's say, mm. just keep pushing through. Um, classes. I did so many classes. Mm. I just kept taking classes and justifying it as 
pursue, pursuing something. And a, a big part of that felt like I was holding back and I was, but it justified, I was listening a lot in classes, listening to a lot of people who were my peers, um, what they're talking about, what they're up to. And it was petrifying to hear people talk initially when I took all these classes. Because I'd moved to London, came back, and I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start acting. And I took classes. And people were like, oh, this casting director and this casting director saw me and this casting. And that chat was so far-fetched to me. It was petrifying. I didn't even have an agent. I was like, oh, my God. It's like, yeah, I got so close to this thing. And I'm like, it was petrifying. But it was so important to be petrified because that language, because I heard it more often – more and more often I was like, what the fuck is this room you're talking about? I need to visit it. You know, like everyone's like, be in the room, you know, get to get in the room. And I'm like, what? At first I was like, no, that's my biggest fear is to be in the room. Eventually I started hearing it so often. I was like, okay, where's the room? <laughs> so that is like demystifying the whole system. Going into classes does that. Asking people for advice. A lot of people just didn't give me advice and so I did it in spite of them. You know, there's a lot of people that didn't help me out when I started yeah. and so a lot of my thing is going, all right, thank you for not helping me and this is where I am today. I'm going to keep pushing through, pushing, pushing, pushing. Finding finding the, the gap in the market is also very important. You have to think of it as a business. I knew that when I was going into acting that there was a gap in the market as a Lebanese woman mm -hmm. and I was like, that's what I'm going to push for until I don't have to push for it anymore mm. and that was, that was enough for me to – um, to keep going. Um, and I knew that times were changing. So it, it was gonna, I don't know, you know, there, there are, and hitting people up, some people get back to you, which is great. I, I know that someone, when they text me or ask my advice, I'll tell them my system. You know, I did a lot of classes. I did a lot of short films on star now. Um, a lot of them were like disastrous, but a lot of them taught me how to just be on, um, and a lot of a lot of casting directors and a lot of creatives here need to see you do your dues before you can get places because while you think you have what it takes, um, they know that you can break under pressure on mm. the second take. Mm. Um, so to be ready is to do stuff all the time for the moment to come to be ready. You go, I know I've got what it takes. Why aren't they picking other people? Because they know they can trust the other people because they've seen them do it. It's not nothing personal. Even if it's race-related or not race-related, no one thinks such big pictures. What kind of at the back of our minds, it is driven by that and it's your job to kind of go, well, I'm not an idiot, so put me on. Mm. But you have to kind of be – so, yeah, for me it's like – if you're everywhere, you're hard to miss. I was doing so many short films. One of the short films, um, someone was doing the sound design on them, and they, they were, they, they, you know, they were dating someone who was in casting, and that's how they stumbled upon my face and put me in something. And it's just like it's it's a weird. There's no linear way to do it. The agent's not going to help you. Don't worry about an agent. Get whatever you want. Just do stuff. Yeah. Everyone's so obsessed with this agent. Your agent just does the contract. Mm. You have to prove to your agent first that you're good. Mm. You have to prove to – it's like a whole like – and then it's not like, um, you know, it's not so linear. It's not step one, two, three, and four. It's um, – do we have to wrap? No, 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 um, no, no. no. Um, it's um, – I saw you tear your eyes out. Oh no! Uh, no, to my eyes. Am I boring? No, no, because uh, like I had coffee and it's like uh, it's like. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm like anyway, <laughs> it's all my great advice that's doing that to you. 
But yeah, for me, it, I, I just realized recently, actually, that it's non-linear. It's not like I do this and then I get this, then I get this. No, it's I do this here, I do this here, this falls, this, the, 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 and it's like a, it's like a dam that will, you know, but you have to kind of like do it everywhere. You got, you got to keep working. You got to keep, you got to keep uh, uh, talking to people and obviously be smart, intelligent, nice to people and everything. And Yeah, and, the and, work and, ethic is so important. Yeah, like people always ask about – I always get told that I – that someone asked about – they checked about me. Mm. And so if you're t- – like if you're just I, – I, how do you tell someone if you're a dick? You, you, no one knows that they're a dick. Um, I think it's important to tell people when they're being dicks because clearly that person's going through life going, I, there's nothing wrong with me and no one's, mm. there's no one's working with them. Mm-hmm. It's, um, I think honesty is great. Mm. Um, I think, yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. For me, it happened a certain way. Like, ancestral, it's a huge slug. Like every time I think I'm getting close, I go further back and, um, but, um, st- d- weird things lead to weird things. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Just keep doing things. Keep, I don't know. That's, that sounds so weird. I hate hearing it, but yet I'm saying it. Keep doing things. If you want to, I guess you will naturally mm-hmm. keep doing things. And if you don't want to, then that's a good question to ask yourself. Maybe you want to direct something. Maybe you want to write something. Maybe you just don't want to act. Maybe you're just frustrated. And I think classes are such key to being less frustrated and do it from a place of like, oh, my God, I enjoy the connection. I enjoy the thing. And and whatever drives you, push on it. Like, are you going to be on a red carpet so you can show off a great dress? Great. Like, make that the purpose. Mm. You know, find your way there mm. through that lens. Mm. Um I always thought that I want a career that's rounded in theatre, film, TV and good quality work. So when doors shut in my face, I'm like, obviously it's going to be shit because I'm not in it, you know. And so like to, I just, you know, I have a vision of my career curated before I kind of started mm. and it's kind of moulding in that way. Mm. We always know where we're going to end up in a weird way. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Um, you have a show starting in, in a few weeks. Yes. Um, and I would love if you'd quickly just uh, tell us the folks about that. And also any shout outs you want to give out? Uh, anyone who's there out there grinding and you want to you know, just oh, give them a shout don't out Don't do that to me. Well, I told you about this earlier. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to shout out to my mum and dad. But you give shout out to my You got you to give, give shout out to mum and dad. I love them so much. Of course. I can't believe they just like, you know made such a great child you know <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, if you ask her she'll tell you the same yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah my god my mom has a fan page shout out to my mom's fan page <laughs> actually it's, she's got a fan page of me that's, so that's my shout out actually it's to myself through my mom it's called uh priscilla Dway here fan page and it's got 60 followers and she's only following nine people. So you're lucky if you get followed, by the way. Um, <laughs> you're lucky um, if you get followed. That's great. I, yes, I'm doing a theatre show at the moment at Belvoir, uh, The Cherry Orchard, and I'm playing Petya. It, it is originally a man's role. So it's, and, and you know, in Chekhov, a man's role is a, is a role. A, a role, woman's yeah. role is she's like 
poor thing, you know? Mm. So it's so great. It's also a huge head fuck mm. that I'm taking on such a mask role and trying to like gender neutralize it mm -hmm. or kind of embody it without feeling like, whoa, whoa, what's, what am I doing? Why am I negging this girl? Mm. Like my love interest or whatever. But, mm. um, Uh, it's 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 a challenge, but it's such a wonderful like Pamela Rabe. I have a fight scene with Pamela Rabe. She yells at me. She looks into my eyes, and she's, you know, like you lot. And I'm like, oh God, <laughs> Pamela, yell at me, please. And I say things back, you know. So it's wonderful. Um, it's on from the 29th of May till the 27th of June. If you can afford to go see it, do. It's like. It's great. I want, I don't know, like I won't even tell, I don't know, I want my cousins, my family to go see it, but like what are the odds that's going to happen? I should invite them. You should. I should. Just give me the details and I'll invite yeah. them. Yeah. All right, I will. Um. Yeah. And shout it out to my mom's fan page. And, um, and Anyone in the industry you want to quickly say, hey, you know. I, I, my best friend, Claude Jabour. Um, is so talented. He's um, he's he was on Stateless. He's a lead on Eden when it comes out. Um, he's doing a show soon, which is yet to be announced, I think. Um, and he is fantastic. He's uh, he's hilarious, and we're you know we we root for each other a, a lot, and that's so important. That's my biggest thing. Surround yourself by your peers who are also your friends. The, like, uh, you know, I, I, I go up against one of my friends for the same roles and mm. we support each other. Yeah. Like, surround yourself with people who will help you self-tape, who will direct your self-tapes in a good way. Like, mm. good people. And do the same onto them. 100%. Help people. I know you're just wrapping up just then, yeah. but... I told you we didn't need James. <laughs> no, we miss him. We miss him. That's what? on my fan page. Oh, 44 sex acts in one week. It's oh, actually... That was, what was ago. Well, yeah, I know. I went it's on It's coming back on. Is it? So yeah, in, in September. Yeah. Um, at what is that? That is a great show written by David Finnegan, who is a writer, but he's also an eco-activist. Oh, God, I don't know if that's true, but... um. His work is about the environment mm. and this play is about the se sex and the, and mm. it's so well written. Mm. It's so well written. And, um, and Sheridan Harbridge, um, co-directs it with, um, oh, Kip Williams. No. Oh my God. What? Not just Kip Williams. Abort just go, that. Yeah. Just go, just go to the page. And um, <coughs> with, um, Kip Chapman. Good God, Priscilla. I'm very bad with names That's when okay. it comes it's to okay. pressure. It's okay. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, it's really, really great, this play. Um, it's wonderful. And we do it as a radio play, so it sounds like this, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, but even though it's on stage, we are whispering into the mics and speaking into Directed by Sheridan. There you go. I don't think Kip Chapman's going to direct this one. Maybe. I don't know. Um David Finnegan's a great writer. He wrote um Oh, it's back on again soon. Kill Climate Deniers 
and <laughs> created a huge Yeah, bro, I'm doing my production <laughs> job here, bro. Dude, that's Come on. Perfect. That's great. Thanks so much. Um, the other one <laughs> is the Cherry Orchard with a cast of 12 people who are super talented. And every time I look around me, you know, I've got Keith Robinson, um, Pamela Ray, Peter Carroll. Peter Carroll is a legend. Mm. And uh, amongst younger, amazing actors as well. Uh, and to be part of such an amazing cast. I often feel like imposter syndrome in that room. Like, what am I doing here? It's so, and so I'm in, uh, right now, it's the end of week four rehearsal and it was the worst week for me. I felt like I couldn't act. Um, I Like, it was complete and apparently it's normal. So, see, that's the thing. I've never done a play of this caliber, this you know, so it's it's a rite of passage. Like the next one will be like, yeah, don't worry, this will happen to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's 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 how, it's <clears throat> different hearing it and feeling it. Um, I just like to be uncomfortable, and that's mm. why I'm an actor. Mm. I like to be uncomfortable, and I, I'm never happy to be comfortable. So being an actor puts me in every uncomfortable situation yeah. possible. Yeah. Every time I have audition, it's uncomfortable. Every time I get a call back, it's uncomfortable. Um, everything's stressful. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, it's so stressful. That's exactly why I'm in it as well. Yeah, and, if and you like it, you like it, yeah. you know. Um, I don't really look at like I am do it for change. I'm like I'm doing it because I'm being stubborn about, I don't know. The week and like it, things like this, you know, 44 sex acts in one week is so great. And then, like and then people clap for you at the end and you feel so alive. Whether when, they when, thought you were shit or not, whatever. When, when people clap for you, that's my favorite part. That's it's, my, it's that, great, that, yeah, that yeah. feeling is worth all that yeah. stress, yeah. all that yeah. uh, possible vomit coming out of your mouth before you get on the show, yeah. uh, all that uh, imposter syndrome, yeah. all that, that when you get when you bow and you yeah. clap, uh, when yeah. people clap, it's like, ah, oh, like yeah. they're happy. I just told them a story about something. It's, yeah, and, and so what completely I'm about like yeah. validation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good god <laughs> but then you get a message from someone and you're like oh my kid saw you in that and that's so amazing and you're like oh hang on that's right that's what i'm doing it for mm -hmm. for the kids uh, which is true <laughs> but you don't really think of that when you're grinding you go yeah. ah! i didn't get that one i'm gonna get the next one and it's like some like revenge fantasy that i have this is the reason i'm doing the next gig it's like i'll show you it's like but that's that, what's but, motivating but that, me but that daily. just means that, that just means that that your research skills and in in the individual characters are really well like you've done well at it and uh, and that's what people go oh well you did that so well Mm. I know I got a person in my family who's exactly like that, or, uh, yes. or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yes, yes, uh, yeah. So like, I I did that thing a few weekends ago uh, for Anzac Day, and and I had a, a lady walk up to me. That's what exactly what my my uh, my husband did. My late husband did. Uh -huh. and I'm like, oh, like even though I was sort of like playing antagonist in a way, I'm yeah. like, oh, I don't really want to do this, but then I did it, and then like, oh, someone was like that. Yeah. You know? Isn't that great? And people resonate to it. And yeah. You don't think about that because you're just doing the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all you have to do is play the character from a point of view that is so uncompromised. It's like, you know, you, I have a reason to do this. Um, I remember on the ropes I played kind of a, uh, like the sister-in-law who's like a, like completely bitchy. But I'm like, uh, I'm sorry. I have to, I'm like, why should I... Um, change my world for her. Like I was right. completely like, no, it's my engagement party. I've been waiting for this my whole life. 
And it's supposed to be like, oh, lol, her engagement party. It's like, no, it's my engagement party. Like, what is, what's the problem here? And like, just being like, because I know someone who's like that and I understand their point of view. It's like, oh, you know, that's not her, like, that's her whole world. Leave her alone. Um, and every time, you know, that's when I know someone like that. Cause like they're good people. Everyone's a good person. So you play the goodness from the yeah, yeah, yeah. inside. Yes, that's what I should do. <laughs> so my, my friend's an architect and I learned some acting skills from him. And he, I, I wanted to learn how to sketch and draw. And he's a, he's a draftsman as well and a uh, draftsperson. And, and he was drawing and, I, and he was helping some kids yeah, in his community in, in Kempsey. Um, some of the kids there. And I sat there and started drawing and stuff. And, and he's told me that every, when he draws, it's all about shades. Like at the moment, you got a white page, a cross line, and, and you just do shades. And that's what acting is, that we are human beings, whatever. Mm. And the shades is what I have to research. What, yeah. what, the, what the cons, yeah. what makes us, yeah. you know, like yeah. unperfect. Yeah. So yeah. the shades are, and then, then we become Neil, like, you know, you become me, yeah. you know, whatever I am. And we, have, we all have a little shades. Yeah. And that sort of helped me to do. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. Um, it's a good analogy. Yeah. Is, it, is that an analogy? I don't know what that is, but that's what it is. It is? is it's it? something. It's, it's something. It's something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full of analogies. Man. And metaphors. And metaphors and my Similes. Girlfriend, my girlfriend keeps telling me, stop talking metaphors. Just tell me straight up. Like, oh. <laughs> oh. Um. I Look, tell my girlfriend, stop giving me postcard answers. Like what? Like how? Just like completely um, <laughs> politically neutral. I'm like, nah, what is this? What are you, a diplomat? <laughs> it's just me and you in this room. Why did you get the most diplomatic answer? Uh, it's like, you know, you hear the Congress uh, or like a, a US... Uh, representative talk about something it's like yeah it is but it's not but it is but it's not and that's yeah uh, we gotta wrap up we we've been talking we've you been are talking the, you ages. are you you have been our longest guest oh <laughs> man <laughs> not the first time i hear it <laughs> yeah. All right. it's been an absolute pleasure to having you Thank on you. and i'm so happy i had you on finally and uh uh, it's been a lot of fun. I wish James was here with us uh, and he would have loved you, uh, you, uh, you being here as well. Next time. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, chook us for everything coming Thank up you. with your show. and uh, Come and see it. Yeah, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll put the uh, details up. Of course, you got the Instagram there as well. And, and, we'll and put my mum's fan page. A mum's fan page <laughs> and everything. So please uh, help us out. Uh, in, uh, um, support each other and on, on Chookers, please. And... Uh, Thank you so much for listening in.